What? Go just see the Packers. Uh, that's, a oh. that's a football team, Patricia, in Milwaukee. Oh, I know it. Okay. Green Bay. Green Bay. Green well, they do, Bay they, Packers. I'm in Milwaukee there in they Green do, Bay. Yeah, they do play some games though in Milwaukee once in a while. I have never seen one or heard of one. Yeah, they do once in a while. You know what makes, you know, Patricia, what makes Green Bay Packers so, uh, so unique? What? In, in pro football or all pro sports? What? What, what, what? I, I know. I know why. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Gary. What? What's the answer? Because they are not privately owned. Correct. They're they're they're, they're, they're publicly owned. The state of Wisconsin or the people of Wisconsin owns the uh, football Green Bay Packers. That's right. The the people of the state of Wisconsin own shares in the in the football team. Yes. And what, what, who was who was on the first football team? Back in what, were their what were their jobs? Uh, um, they were all meat packers. That's right. That's right. That's why they're called the Packers. That's Are right. we talking F-words again? Yeah, kind of, but we can get off of that real quick. Um, <laughs> all right. It's like, you know, you, you, you were saying earlier that... Uh, Nobody's asking for westerns. I, mean, I asked for gun smoke last week. That's right. So you can't. You, 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 little 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 fib there. Uh. <laughs> well, I I I my brain was not thinking in gun smoke series type stuff. You're right. right. I I am sorry. You are so right. But uh, yeah, it's. Did he vote? Did he vote last week? I can't remember, Gary. What show we need to run part of the five-day lineup? I think you did. Yeah, I put in for guns. That's what I thought you did. Yeah. And Tootsie Rolls are chocolate. Oh, there okay. you go, Walter. You're we're, down we're, the tube. Well, neck and neck. Who asked for Journey into Space? Didn't I? Yeah, I think I yeah, did. Yeah, I put the other CD for Gary. So how come I don't have um? Gun smoke on the list. Well, maybe that was his, maybe maybe that was his giveaway one. Remember? He won. Uh, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. I know. I have Journey into Space if I can find it. Plus my mega sampler. You wanted a sample of all of right. the radio shows. And then he picked Gun Smoke at the show of the week. Yeah, I picked Gun Smoke as a series, but I was asking for the the series two to be sent. Well, I think you're going to have to answer a question in order to qualify for gun smoke. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can do it. Well, you're just too easy. <laughs> All right, let me see what we got here. I got, oh, you want a Christmas trivia? Um, yeah, we can go with that one. All right, well, I'd like to ask you first, do you have a real tree, an artificial tree, or do you choose not to have a tree at Christmas? Uh... When we do put one up, it's not artificial. All right. Why? But normally, but normally we 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 don't celebrate Christmas as uh -huh. the, as we don't celebrate Christmas as the commercial thing. We celebrate it as the birth of Christ. Amen. Celebrate it. Amen. And, Amen. Uh, Amen. Now we, do, we don't give each other presents or anything like that because, like uh, like I told my son, I've told him all this. 
all these years that he's been growing up, if he wants something, we got the money, we'll just go get it. We don't do the, the Christmas presents at Christmas time. Because it's, it makes Christmas commercialized, and it's just too commercialized. So, uh... In fact, I was just th- uh, thinking, Patricia, uh, when we went, Mom and I went to the Hand of Messiah concert last week, and what we did to uh, wait for time, we were going to tri- Christmas uh, trivia, and it was 1991 when Artificial Trees outsold uh, tr- regular live Christmas trees. Yeah. And then 47 million artificial Christmas trees. Well, with apologies to people who grow Christmas trees, I'm, I always feel bad, and I don't even care if it's from a tree farm. A tree is a living thing, and I always feel bad when we chop something like that down. Well, I'm not really crazy about the, the tree, the, you know, what they call the Christmas trees, which is a pine tree right. or anything like that. But we've got, oh, right around where I'm at, where I live at, there's probably... 40 or 50 Christmas tree farms that are, you know, they're probably, uh, you know, a well, couple hundred acres. Yeah, it's, I think it's a pretty big industry up there. I, I think oh, yeah. Wisconsin and Michigan and Oregon are the three big states or something I, like that. Yes, I, yeah, I, I, I think that's I right. I found them last year. What did I say last year? Christmas trees. Um, and some of the really strange... Places like Virginia or something. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, the most popular Christmas tree producers, and I believe this is in order California, Oregon, Michigan, Washington, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina. California? That's a big one. Pretty big state. Yeah. Oh, it can't yeah, be. No, it, but it's, it, that would be all up in Northern California. Must, it must yeah. be. I apologize. This was not in order. Oregon is the leader. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, if they were grown in Southern California, they're, they're irrigated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, this is not your 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 uh, Christmas trivia question, but I will ask it because I've got this piece of information. In early in the early times of this particular European country, the traditional Christmas I don't even want to say it. Uh, the traditional Christmas dinner was the head of a pig prepared with mustard. What country did that? Oh gosh. With mustard? Oh, it's one of the Scandinavian countries. Uh, With mustard, Walden, yeah. And you like mustard. I do. I'm not sure about the head of a pig, though. But I don't don't think of mustard and pig. Norway? Norway? Nope, not Norway. You want to take a shot, Walden? Well, let me get a crazy guess. Uh, England? It was England, yes. Yeah, okay. Wait, what? Isn't that wow. incredible? I mean, I'm guessing when they say early England, they they must mean around like King Henry VIII. Well, you know, I, generally, I think we all think of England as the goose. 
At least I do. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. That's, well, that's why I say when they say early England, I'm, it, it must have been way back. I mean, that's something I can see in King Henry's court. Yeah, yeah. But not the wassail and the Christmas goose and yeah. Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat type mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Okay. So I really, 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 really have to go here now. Okay. Are you good on comedies? Uh, as, are you going with a trivia question? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you another one if you don't get this one. Let's give it a shot. Okay, go for it. All right. The Great Gildersleeve has a show in which Leroy sells Christmas trees. What's the name of the town they lived in? No. I couldn't tell you. Okay. (gasps) Oh, okay. Cross that one off the list. All right. No Rudolph in here. I want to name five of Santa's original reindeer. Just um, five. Let's see. Donner, Blitzen, uh, Comet, Cupid, Cupid, Dasher. There you go. There you go. There you, you got go. Him. You got him. Dasher, Dancer, Prince, uh, or Vixen. singing the song in my head. I know. <laughs> I, you know, it, and it, they've got a melodic sound even when you spit them out of your mouth. Dasher, Dancer, Prince, or Vixen. Comet, yeah. Cupid, Under Blitzen. Now, Dash Away, Dash Away, Dash Away All. Yeah, that too. What was that? that, too. that wasn't that poem written in like the 1844 or something like that? Oh, or, or 1832, something like that. And what was the name of it? It was the night before Christmas. I think it was title, right? Or was it nope. a visit? Or was it a visit? Yeah. Of, or, or was it a visit yeah, it of old Saint Nick? Uh huh. Was it the visit of old Saint Nick? Visit from Saint Nicholas. Visit from Saint Nicholas. Yes, here we go. Um, and we have to was published in in 1823. Almost 200 years old. What's that poem in about 10 years? 1823. I thought it was in the late 1800s. I did. Gee, well, because you were you were in 1800s. Yeah. You were much closer, much closer. All right. So you answered a question. Now I can send you Gunsmoke. Or whatever. Or whatever? Is that what you said, Walden? Uh-huh. Or uh, whatever you want to pick. Oh, yeah. You can have gun smoke or whatever you want. Well, let's just start off with gun smoke. Okay. With, with gun smoke. Okay. I'm not going to send the whole series because that's like a million, 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 million. But I'll start you off. And if you want more later, then you tell me where we left off and I'll just pick it up from there. Cool? That uh, sounds excellent. Okay. It'll keep your ears busy for a long time, though. Well, right now, the only thing I do is sit here and play uh, Minecraft and listen to the computer. (laughs) It's one of the things you do whenever you don't have a job. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Are you looking for work? Yes, I'm, I'm looking for work here, too, so... So this is that we're not talking retirement and I'm happy I'm not going to work type thing. You're you're in the job market. You uh, well, yeah, as much as I can possibly be. Um, I'm I'm really limited on what I can do, actually do because yeah, 
um, I'm my body is getting to that point that things are starting to fail and and it, you know arthritis Sorry. is kicking in. I'm about ready to. Die. I gotta see something about my ankles and my knees and stuff like that. And then, yeah. So you've you've got some physical restrictions on. So you've yeah. got some limitations on on where you can look and how you can look and what you're looking for. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll keep you in good thoughts. Yes. And um, we'll we'll just be hanging in there with you. All right. Okay. Thank you so much for calling. You all. Yeah. You like that? I'm practicing my southern. Y'all have a good week now. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Definitely will. Okay. Thanks, Gary. You have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. 714-545-2071, her number. Patricia and I are about and are here to be with you. 714-545-2071. And we had a new caller last night on the Friday Night Show who said he loved what, what we do on the weekends. So. Oh, cool. Who was that? His name was Dave from Rhode Island. Hello, Dave and, from Rhode Island. I he, hope you're he, listening. And he has a website called, I think, DaveKane.com. And he does a one-man show. He's had a history in broadcasting. And he talks about his one-man show that he does for fundraisers for uh, nonprofit groups. So. Well, how super is that? Yeah, yeah. We, right. He called in That's a high five. We, we, he called in because we had uh, no blank on. Uh-huh. Last night, and he remembers interviewing his dad, of course, Mel Blank. So he just yeah. did stuff like that, too. Oh, how great. And, and, he, and he's going to uh, help us out. He's a good friend with Gary Colonna's son. So we're going to arrange to get Gary Colonna's son oh my goodness. on the show. Well, you know, when we talk about family, it really is all in the family. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hello there. You oh, that's it? great. Hello? Hello there. Hi. How you doing? Wonderful. There you uh, go. I just need to walk to my computer and lower the volume. Okay, here. well that helps. Is this who I think it is? It has to be. It's our I friend. Don't I don't even it's... know who I am. Oh <laughs> yes, you do. Oh my gosh, it's so good to hear from you. Good. Do you know oh. who I am, really? You, you, yeah. Wonderful. Well. For everyone else listening, this is Edwin from Chicago. That's right. And I was calling uh, because I I had a question that I don't know the answer to. Uh oh. Uh oh. But there was some so many things brought up today that were interesting, and I just wanted to make a comment. Um, do you guys remember the first cartoon where microwaves and cell phones were featured? Oh, my goodness, no. Uh-oh. You want to take a guess? Well, let's see. It would have to be let's a progressive. It, I guess it wasn't a roadrunner, right? No, no. And, <laughs> no, it wasn't, and, uh, it wasn't an Acme. <laughs> it wasn't an Acme microwave. My part, so this, this isn't a, a fact. Acme, let's see it. Well, uh, let me think. It, it, was a bug, um, it wasn't Bug Bunny. Actually, what, a cartoon. What's it, I, I, am I allowed to ask a question sure. to, to kind of help and me like along? Said, this, is not, this is not an official fact. This is just my recollection. Okay. Okay. Well, while we're talking, then I can go out and look it up after we finish here. Was it 
one of the traditional ones like Walden is talking about with Bugs Bunny and Porky Pig, or was so. it something that was outside that group? Oh, it was, it was totally outside that group. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking the... I would I would pick Rocky and Bullwinkle. Wow. Um, man, I love that cartoon, but that's not that's what I'm... That's not it. <laughs> what is it? I'm thinking of a 1980s cartoon. Was it yeah. out? No, was... no, this was in the 60s. This was in the 60s? The Flintstones. Wow, no, but you're in the neighborhood. <laughs> the Jetsons? Oh, wait, wait, I know, what? I know, the Jetsons. Exactly. Wow. I know, yeah. And our, like I, our I, I don't know if that's a fact, because I, I was just thinking in my head, and I thought, wow, I remember in the Jetsons, there were microwaves and cell phones, and that was early 60s. I think I think Janet Waldo, who's been on the station a lot over there, of course, played Judy mm-hmm. on that show. How stuff works. Uh, microwave, what would happen? I'm looking for it. Microwave cartoons and comics. How does that You sound? know, I was thinking last I don't know if anybody heard the interview last night, and this, I never knew this, uh, that the Flintstone, the first 65, was recorded mm-hmm. in Mel Blanc's bedroom. Oh, what, what happened? You know, in his bedroom? In his bedroom. Because remember, was this after he was injured? Yes. And the whole cast went to his house, and they sat down and read around his bed. Oh, he was the best Barney Rubble. He sure was. But I never knew um, that's how they did it. You know, I knew he had a f- famous, serious car crash in 61, but that's what the cast did. They went to his house, so the cast read it, and then... No, and the engineers were in another part of the house, rolling tape, and the director was in another room, and he was shouting, Okay, Mel, let's do it again! And that's how they did the first 65 foot fun dunk that way. Uh, was he that also was in a plane crash? Yesterday, because usually, um, it, it seems like the children of, of big actors aren't as talented as their fathers, but, uh, uh, his son was very entertaining yesterday. No, 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 was yeah, no, was in the famous helicopter crash that he and Kurt Douglas were in. You're right, Patricia. Mel, Mel was in the, Mel was not in the, Mel. but it was, his son no was. Yeah, okay, his son, not not Mel. No, I, okay. Right, his son. I think if I remember the story right, you have to look at. I think the airplane propeller hit a plane and the thing went down. Him and Kurt Douglas were seriously injured, and Kurt, he was telling us. Uh, Noel has a weekly radio show, and he had Kurt on his show quite often. Kurt, everybody, is going to be 96 next week, works out every day, and Kurt Trainer is older than he is. Yes, I heard that. That was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. Don't you love it? Now, do I remember correctly, Kirk Douglas had a stroke yes. several years ago? Gigantic major stroke, yes. How am I doing? You're doing <laughs> great. But he on I I always thought it pretty much took away his speech, but at least Noel gets gets him on his show pretty often, and then but Kurt works out every day, and a trainer older than he is. Amazing. And as far as that Christmas tree list, I'm surprised Georgia wasn't on that list because I know Chuck Lavelle, who's the um, he's the keyboard player for the Rolling Stones, he he does a lot of Christmas trees in Georgia. Oh. Yeah, I'm surprised that wasn't on the list. 
And getting back to cell phones, didn't Dick Tracy have a watch? Yeah, sure did. Phone? I think we're gonna have that someday. I think we're gonna have the uh, the talking watch someday. It's oh yeah, that was in the thirties, wasn't it? Yeah. It's two-way wristwatch. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Alan, have we talked to you before? To me? Uh huh. Yeah. He won. Yeah. A, he won a prize last month. A grand prize. Oh, Edwin, I'm sorry. Edwin, I thought you said, Alan, I'm having awful time with my cell phone tonight. It's not my cell phone. It's my uh, cordless phone. Mm -hmm. And I apologize. Oh, Edwin, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no worries. No worries. Now, my real question, and I don't have an answer to this, but do you folks remember Sanford and Son, the television show? Yes. Okay. Yeah, with Red that Fox? That was based yeah. on a BBC old-time radio program, and I've heard a couple episodes, and I have no recollection of the name of it, and I'd like to get some copies of it. Do you guys have any idea what I'm talking about? Well, you know, wait a we went from Red Fox to BBC here. Yes, because it was based on a BBC old-time radio program of a father. They were junk collectors, a father and a son. Oh. And it was pretty much the same theme, and uh, it was a BBC production. And I just uh, you th you think I remembered it, it when I heard you guys talking about the BBC program. You think it was made in the 70s or 80s? What, what do you think? No, no, no. It goes uh, way back? Episode, episodes that I heard were mm -hmm. pretty scratchy, and I'm thinking they were made in the uh, 50s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Keep talking, I'm looking. And, uh, the Jeez. theme was the same. It was uh, a gentleman and his son, and they were junk collectors. That's right. Uh, but this was definitely uh, uh, a, BBC, a BBC production. Okay, how about Steptoe and Son? That's, uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yes. Uh, let me see where it was produced. That sounds familiar, yes. British sitcom. So that would have been it. Uh, about two rag and bone men living mm -hmm. in Oil Drum Lane, a fictional street in Shepherd's Bush, London. Four series were broadcast on the BBC from 1962 to 1965, followed by a second run from 1970 to 1974. The theme, tune, Old Ned. Well, you don't care about that. Series focused on intergenerational conflict of father and son. Albert Steptoe is a dirty old man. <laughs> be sure to put, there goes Red Fox. <laughs> this will be this will be this will be fun to look for. <laughs> oh, they're fantastic. They're well, fantastic. let me see what I can come up with. Yep. Let me see if I can now, find. Now, you guys something. remember what old-time radio personality made two guest shot on Stanford or Son? Uh, well, I know Lena Horne. Yeah. I used to appear regularly. Uh huh. And uh, I know the gentleman that, uh, was it Frank, Frank Gorman? Bigger name. Uh, and uh, there were several. Yeah. I, I can't think of them. Uh, who are you thinking of? Patricia, you know? I don't have a clue, no. I bet Jim Jordan. Was on Sanford oh. and Son? Yeah, maybe. Jim Jordan, he, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, he did it twice, I think. Oh, okay. Well, I wouldn't have known him. 
Oh, dear. I, I, I didn't even know what Jim Jordan looked like until you sent me one of the books. Yeah. And then I was disappointed because he didn't look like him. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was the radio it show. It was awful. It took me months to get that image out of my head and to go back to the fibber that I had created in my head. Is the fibber still there, the one in your head? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. He is. Every time I hear him, he's still there. He's still the skinny there. little runt who runs up the stairs. Molly! 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 Now calm I'm down, Barry. I'm interested in, in trying to get some of these shows because those shows are at the Sanford and Son what the Honeymooners are to the Flintstones. It's, it's, uh, they're the same theme, and they're really good. They're really good. And um, is there... Is there any way to find a website that might concentrate or focus on BBC Productions, old-time radio from the BBC? I think the BBC may have its own area. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll see if I can track down something over there. And because oh, okay. um, you know, they've—I've heard a couple of, or read—I haven't heard—I've read a couple of criticisms that they are not as good on their archives as everyone thinks they should be. Right, right. I, I, I take it—I I take it you are a big BBC fan. No, I'm not. No, uh, because I don't know much about it. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm interested in learning about uh, BBC productions, but it's not because I know. About them, it's just out of curiosity because I also I'm a, uh, from a Puerto Rican background, and I'm also interested in tracking down some old-time radio in Spanish because I remember as a youth, my mom used to turn on the radio and listen to uh, Spanish novelas, and and I wonder if uh, any society or any group has collected those. So it's just it's just historical curiosity on my part. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, I'll see what I can do there as well. I don't I don't recall ever having come across old time radio broadcasts in a language other than English. However, mm -hmm. and there's always a however, I've never looked for them. So why would they pop up on a search engine? So. Oh yeah, Spanish Spanish. Uh... Um, novellas were real popular, very popular, and they were, from my recollection, they were primarily um, uh, produced in Mexico, and uh, they were sent all over Latin America, and they were, um, uh, Jose, Jose Ferrer, who did a lot of, uh, of course, films and yep. old-time radio, yep. and English was a big producer of a lot of Spanish novellas. Of course, Jose Ferrer was married to Rosemary Cooley for a long time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, I only knew that because I looked him up one day, but Jose Ferrer was one, oh no he wasn't, or was he? Wasn't he one of the birthday people I mentioned one night? I think he did. Uh -huh. He was 148 million years old? Yep, something like that. You know, that's it's so scary when you look at these people and they're supposed to be stuck where I left off. Mm -hmm. And it's just terrible. It, it is interesting because um, I remember um, you mentioned uh, Jim Jordan. I, I, I remember listening to Fibber McGee and Molly 
and I, I still listen to them, and, and it's amazing that um, when you realize how old these shows are and how well the comedy still still keeps up. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I, I agree. They're, except for a couple of topical references, mostly during the war, Fibber McGee and Molly could be set in a little, oh, I don't want to say a country town, but a little community, a little quiet community tucked off in the Midwest somewhere. Oh, speaking of which, uh, you asked a trivia question about Gildersleeve, and uh, he lived in Summerfield. All right. Very good. And and I listened to these questions, Patricia. Uh-huh. And I realized uh, I know the answers, <laughs> and I'm thinking, Edwin, you need to get a life. How do you know the answers to this and you don't even know that 4 times 4 is 16? It's amazing. Oh, my gosh, I'm laughing twice as hard because Bob in Wisconsin sent me an email tonight. Uh, you may have been listening when Bob called in, and I said, but you said it was for old people, and I knew the answers. Yeah, I need to get a life. I understand that. I need to get a life. If I knew all of these answers, I'm not doing something right. Well, it'd be, it'd be nice to incorporate uh, these answers into... Uh, some money-producing venture like um, these uh, TV shows. But I guess when you go on those TV shows, you probably freeze and forget everything. If we could go as a family, we'd do really well. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. You guys can cover baseball and football, and I can cover CDs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. All right, so what do you want to do tonight? I want to answer a question. All right, there's some. Did I ask you? Wait a minute, we've got the great. Uh, yes, you said chocolate for Tootsie Rolls. I'm keeping track here. Keeping no, track. Tootsie Roll is chocolate. Tootsie Roll is chocolate. Did you hear Edwin? I just can't help it. Are I you can't, listening? I just can't help everybody else as well. What can I say? You know, you talk about heady. Heady. Tom asked if you had given up, and I told him, you silly boy. <laughs> Walter never gives up. Okay, let me see. Christmas facts. We don't want Christmas facts. We want Christmas trivia. You want Christmas trivia or regular radio trivia? Oh, I'll do either one, whatever you come up oh, with. Oh, he's dangerous. Oh, really? Hmm. 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 All right, let's see. Who was Jacob Marley? in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Oh, that was uh, Scrooge's uh, business partner before he died. Very good. That got him going on his adventure. Now, that's an easy one. Oh, Uh -oh. see, you know, people say that to me every once in a while, and my answer to that is it's only easy when you know the answer and you're smart. That's a good point. Yeah, you didn't... Speaking about The Christmas Carol, uh, Walden, I agree with you about uh, associating the goose with England. I agree. Yeah. I do it because of the Christmas carol. Yep. Yeah, I, was mm-hmm. I, I also was the thinking... Christmas goose. And was... there's, a, there's a British song, and it's an early English song. At Christmas time, it's just almost like a little ditty. Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat. Yeah. Please put a penny in the, the old, old man's hat. hat. If you haven't got a penny, a halfpenny will do. If you haven't got a halfpenny, then God, God bless, bless you. you. 
and that belongs in England, and they're talking about the goose. Also, I, I really, I think when they said early England, they're talking like the 1600s. I think the other one, I think there's a Sherlock Holmes Christmas show that's based around a goose, you know, where, yeah. uh, and that's the other one I always think about. You so. are so correct. Yep. You are so correct. Okay. All right, Edwin, you get to add to your... Uh, to your list here. I'll look for Steptoe and Son and make you earn it if I find it. But in the meantime, what would you like? Did I answer a question? Well, yeah, you answered, um, you answered Jacob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm lost. <laughs> you answered a trivia question. Okay, let me put this in order. You asked for Steptoe and Son. I'm going to go looking for it. If I find it, I'm going to make you earn it. But in the meantime, you answered a trivia question tonight, so I will send you a show. What would you like? Uh, uh, how about um, I'm thinking and I'm thinking out loud. Of a white Christmas. Um, and it's hurting. So I'm going to go with, I, I do like gun smoke. I do like Western, so gun, some, some gun smoke, yeah, would be good. Gun smoke, gun smoke it is. Yeah. You got it. Yep. I can, I can do that. That would be awesome. And I also wanted to ask about the, um, do you folks know anywhere that I could purchase or download the series, the cinnamon bear. Oh, I have the cinnamon bear, and I'll send. I'll give you a link to the cinnamon bear. I would love to get that. Well, I would love, love to send it to you. I'd be happy to do yeah. that. Because I'm going through my second childhood, and I remember <laughs> hearing that in the '70s, and I'd love to hear it again. Oh, it's um, it's our Christmas favorite. Everybody loves the cinnamon bear. How do you cinnamon? Pardon? Hey, what? Patio cinnamon. The cinnamon bear. Yeah, cinnamon. Yes. Cinnamon bear, and yeah. they go hunting for the star and all sorts of neat stuff like that there. That's right, yeah. All right, let me put that next to your name. Send cinnamon Patricia, and you must be a very popular person at the post office. Oh, <gasps> she went oh, this Oh, my way. goodness. Did, did I have people in a fuss yesterday? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I was kind enough to, um, hold on. I want to make sure you get cinnamon beer. Hold on. Okay. Um, I was kind enough to remember when they usually have a lull around Christmas time, and it's about 3.30 in the afternoon. So that's when I got there at 3.30, and I was only number four in line. And I had a supermarket tote with me. You know what a supermarket tote is? You know, one of the canvas fabric bags? I, and it was, I use them all the time. It was filled to the brim with envelopes with CDs in them. So I started out with Walden, yeah. um, and all the guys are going to have to help me with this because I started out with three envelopes, and like you told me to, I marked um, free matter for the blind right. on it, and right. it's supposed to go without postage. Right. And every time... I go, there's somebody, I wind up with somebody new, and I say, it's on page two of your computer. Well, she just didn't want to hear it. And so this time, I was smart. I went to the post office website, and I printed out the page. 
and I brought the page with me. And she said, oh, I don't know about that. I'll be right back. And she went and printed out her own pages. And now they're arguing with me that I'm not a library. <laughs> but it says right here, to and from, I can send it. Well, no, I don't think so. How do we know that the person on the other end qualifies? I said, well, they do have mail carriers on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> they, do, they do recognize, you know. I mean, they would certainly let me know, and then there's my return address. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally I got a guy, and he was really nice, and he said, well, okay, well, I'll let it go through. But, um, you know, I just re- – he really didn't know. They just didn't know. He said, you know, I've been with the post office for 13 years. <laughs> And I said, I'm the only one. He said, well, no, I had one before, but it was written in Braille, so there really wasn't any question. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so that well, means, everybody, we need to make a Braille label for Patricia. Oh, my gosh. Well, oh Patricia, my gosh. I'll, I'll make a deal with you. Well, it's what? not a deal. But if you send me your address, I will send you an official stamp. Uh, all you need to do is uh, use it with an ink pad, and it has the code number, and it says free matter for the blind or physically disabled, and it has all the, it's, it's the official uh, post office stamp for that, because uh, I found when you use that. Um, There's no question, huh? No question. But there is, technically speaking, there is a... Uh, in, in, in that uh, provision, they do state that the package you send cannot be sealed. Uh, it, it has to be able to be opened and reclosed so that uh, if inspection were needed, they, they could get in the package. Oh, I but, see. Okay. All right. And um, that's why... Uh, Walden probably knows this. That's why packages that come from the library are, you can open them. I never knew that was the reason why. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, that's the reason why. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I, I went through all of the information and I haven't, I haven't come across that piece of information about having an open box, but he said, you know, really, it should be open. We should be able to see this. I said, I'd be happy to open them. He said, oh, no, I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> well, I've never, trust. I'd be happy to cut Everything I mail though, Patricia, has always been closed up. Maybe if you're using the official stamp, they want they want to see. It. I don't know. Yeah. Well, me too. Whatever. But well, usually, I... it's it's just people. And things started. The free matter for the blind stuff started getting uh, real touchy after 9/11 and all the security stuff. Ah, wow. uh, okay. Because yeah, it, it used to be you could put your packages under the mailbox, uh, and there oh, was no gosh. issue about it, but. Yeah, yeah. Security issues now, and like the gentleman said, it's 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 something that, uh, like the gentleman told you at the post office, it's something that is is not often seen. And they're, uh, I find the, the postal I'm sorry, go ahead. Just, they're just ignorant about it. It's not that they're being mean, but uh, the stamp uh, really looks official because it has the exact. Uh, ID numbers for where they can find it if they want to look it up. Uh-huh. And I think I think this thing cost me a dollar seventy five. So if you send me the address I'll send you one. It's and all you need is an ink pad and you just stamp it and uh, it looks super, super official. And it works. 
Well, I would really appreciate that because every single time I go to the counter and Walden said, just stick to your guns, stick to your guns. (laughs) Every single time I go to the counter, I get a person and we go through all of these paces. Now, some of these same people were there. Yes. But nobody came over and said, oh, yeah, we've we've done this before. Everybody acted stupid. Oh, I don't know (laughs) what to do. Well, you know what? You know, you know what my mom is doing now? What? She just, you know, at our, at our post office, they have a little place you can put packages up there and they eventually go by and pick them up. That's what she does. She just goes something nowadays because I've been mailing a lot of stuff out free matter. We just put a couple boxes up there so eventually they go pick them up and mail them. That way we don't argue with anybody. Hmm. Oh, well. Well, anyway, um, yeah, that would be that would be terrific. I will send you an address for that. And maybe maybe they can read. I, you know, it depends on people being able to read and being willing to read. And these people were really nice. I mean, they're just they weren't being mean or, or sharp or harsh. They well, just they sort of said, well, you know, you should get these three packages for free because you're you're giving us all at the at the business. So they well, the business that they had. I mean, I was there. I was at that counter, not not standing in line or anything. I was at that counter. I would say at least 25 minutes. By the time we got the the packages sorted out, and then I started bringing out the envelopes one at a time. <laughs> he said, "All of these?" <clears throat> I said, "Yeah, all of these." He said, "Okay, well, I'm going to cash this part out, and he has to take over because I have." They actually, it was like in the supermarket when somebody shows up with a tray and says, "Okay, I'll take over." Uh-huh. That's what they did in the post office. That's how long I was there. <laughs> I mean, it was it was really fun. I was going to ask you. Have you noticed when you go to the post office, do they look at you like, oh, no, here comes this lady? <laughs> you know, I, I, if they don't remember what I was asking for the last time, they don't remember it's me. But, boy, when I get up there, I'll bet they remember. Ha. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, may, maybe you mail the, 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 you run the ones that you pay for, and then you stick in the three at the end. Oh, I, see, I thought I would just get rid of them, and then uh-huh. we would be on friendly terms for I the rest. <laughs> okay. You know, okay. I could finish on a, on a positive note. Okay. But the, the, what I wanted to tell you was that while I was standing in line yesterday, the woman ahead of me, um, and it, it made me sad because she was standing, she had a cane, and clearly she had difficulty walking, and... Um, there isn't any place, and I'm not sure it would be practical, but there wasn't any place for her to sit down while she waited to get to the counter, and fortunately the line wasn't very long. Yeah. But she made a comment, and I said, Listen, I, I waited almost three hours to vote. I'm not going to fuss about this. This is just a couple of minutes. And we started talking about how friendly people were while people were waiting to vote and the kinds of conversations. And then we got around to the Tootsie Roll, because that's what I asked all the people <laughs> around me while I was in line waiting to vote. And she said Tootsie Roll is chocolate. Well, you know, and I well, I'm not finished, Walden. <laughs> there's, there's more. <laughs> there's oh, so she more. officially voted. Yes, she did. Yeah, I think oh, okay. she did. And then, and I told her she had to tell because her her vote would count that we're doing this on Saturday nights. And she said, "Okay, it's chocolate." <laughs> and then when I got to the counter and I wound up with the man mm-hmm. who decided that I I could put this mail through, um, I explained to him why I had so many envelopes with CDs in them. And he said, "No kidding. What, what station is it on?" And I told him, 
And I also told him that we were on at 10.30 to about 6 in the morning, and he looked at me and he said, like, with his eyes, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) He said, are you on podcast? Walden, are we on podcast? Nope. Not any longer. I didn't think so. Well, no. I think, well, yeah, actually, um... Our shows are recorded. I don't know where the site's at. I know Larry can send people where they can find copies of the shows. Um, well, I told him I would bring some stuff the next time I was in there, so he'll be nice to me again because I'll bring a gift. What, people uh, who bring gifts are not treated poorly. Now, are you going to give him his favorite radio? Are you gonna, there you go. Yeah, you, he he heard of Fibber, McGee, and Molly. He knew who I was talking about. Okay. So I'll bring him some Fibbers and a couple of others. Well, you can, you can say you talked to Fibber's granddaughter. Yeah, yeah boy, I could yeah, do that. Yeah, that, that, would, that could stick him. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll tuck a couple of those in as well. But Well, I do thank you for the chocolate vote. This is getting to be embarrassing, Walden. It really is. I, I mean, ain't I giving up. I'm holding out. The minorities always rule. Actually, uh, the vote was either chocolate or caramel, right? Right. Right. Okay. Would Why, is there something? Is there something? Chocolate caramel? Is there, is there a such thing? Because it and is caramely. Yeah, it's caramely, Patricia. It's caramely. It's got a caramel, yeah, and and he so, said it's got a caramel texture. Caramel. I'd say it's more chocolate. Yeah, it's uh, it's got a caram a caramel texture to it because it's chewy, but it's a chocolate chewy. We need to ask that owl that makes the uh, tootsie roll pops. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. We yeah, need to ask him. We need to we need to get the tootsie roll people on here. That way, we explain to them that that stuff ain't chocolate. Because, because I know that uh, we had a big, big um, deal here in Chicago on a radio station as to whether it was Smokey Bear or Smokey the Bear. Oh, that's and, right. Oh, pick me. Pick me. a controversy. Well, it's Smokey Bear. It's not Smokey the Bear. It's Smokey Bear. Exactly. It's Smokey Bear, yeah. And uh-huh. So I, I guess that's... Uh, the same line as uh, these Tootsie Rolls. we got to find out. That's right. Now, is there an official um, answer to this? Yes. There is. Oh, yeah, the but website, the Tootsie Roll website says chocolate. Oh, then why, why are we voting? It's sad. It really is sad. Well, I do appreciate your calling in. I will get you to the cinnamon bear or get the cinnamon bear to you one way or another. Okay. And we'll have you to address, I'll send you one of these stamps. Uh, they're really good because they look, I mean, they're. it's an official uh, stamp. And I, are they going to be able to track? Where it was, I mean, like, if they decide to track this back, is it going back to you or to me or anybody? What? What it says, instead of you writing free man for the blind on the envelope, Patricia, you can yeah. just take it and stamp it. It'll say free man for the blind. But he's, no. but is it, it, Edwin, it, didn't you say it's... What the uh, stamp has is free matter for the blind, and it has the, the code that they use for it. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm it, sorry. It's, I like, it's like a stamp 
like a hand stamp stamp, you know, right, that you can... but I misunderstood. I thought I thought it was like, you know, a notary public type thing. Um, no, uh-uh. I, no, no, no. When you said... When you said uh, the code the number, official, it, it has the codes on it, so they can look it up and you know see. Yeah, yes. yeah. And I misunderstood when you said a code number. I thought it was something that you had applied for, and no, the no, code no, no. It's, it's just okay. the code number is for them uh, to uh, reference it. If, if they're not <laughs> okay. aware of, of that okay. particular right. uh, privilege, they can just look it up in their book. Okay, so it's uh, it's a breadcrumb trail for them. That's great. Okay, well, I would really appreciate that because you know, I mean, these poor, I put these poor people through their paces each time I go in, and every time I go in, someone will say, "Oh, this is really great. We'll remember it for next time." But this is the first edit, and I go in, and they say, "What? <laughs> it's a free matter for the blind. What?" <laughs> It's gone. And, and another thing that a lot of people aren't aware of is that it's free matter for the blind or physically disabled. So uh, the person doesn't have to be blind. They can, yep, uh, I, I be, got um, that. It says matter sent to or by blind or other physically handicapped persons. Mm-hmm. And it says eligibility. You have to be a resident. Um, uh, and I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't know how simpler it could get to or from. I don't know what, I hope, what the rest I, of that would be, but I hope that's any, a siren. Anyone and, and with a with a mailing address is a resident. Yeah, I hope that's a siren and not somebody screaming in the background. No, that's just the fire department. Uh, okay. I, 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 I live right by a fire station, so we hear oh, them coming out of the fire station. And then on the other side of my building is an emergency room, so we hear all the sirens going. Oh, my goodness. All right. I just wanted to make sure you weren't hanging somebody by the thumb screws there. No, no, no. Okay. Well, you have yourself a warm and wonderful week. I am. I'm I'm sitting on my balcony because Chicago is also having a heat wave. I think it's 40 degrees. (laughs) Dear Lord. (laughs) You know, we 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 often say, what a crazy bunch of people we have. Thank you, thank you for preserving the image. Forty degrees. Oh. I, I don't think we would have Patricia sitting outdoors at forty degrees water. I'm pretty sure you, of that. She's, she has trouble sitting indoors at forty degrees. Oh my well, goodness. I mean, we're enjoying uh, the heat wave, like the gentleman uh, mentioned in Wisconsin. It oh, Bob in Wisconsin. And, uh, yeah. For December 1st, 40 degrees, uh, I'm not exaggerating. I went out to walk my dog, and there was people out there in shorts. You're kidding me. No. All right, well, okay. You guys have a great evening, and keep up the good work. Take care. Thank you. You have a great week. We'll talk to you next week, maybe. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. The the great debate, the chocolate versus caramel. There is no debate. You're just begging. Plus, you're begging. That's plus, what it is. You're down to begging people. Plus, don't forget, if you haven't voted, find out what the one of the top five shows you want to be heard on yesterday USA. Hello there. You're on there. Hello, Delena. Oh, hi, Delena. How are you? I'm fine. I am fine. What was oh, okay, here's, here's my... that just that that was the last caller? 
That yeah. was Edwin, uh-huh. Huh? Edwin from Chicago. Edwin, yes. I, I've, I've heard him before. Walden, I need to give you some information uh, uh, off the air. Just, just just take a second. Okay. So hold on. I'm going I'm to have Who, Patricia say, say the magic word. So you... you 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 talk to the people. Talk to the okay. family. The magic word is nominations. We are taking nominations for Bill Bragg every night at ten thirty. Uh, this is during the week, Monday through Friday, at I'm sorry, ten o'clock, in the ten p.m. to ten thirty slot. He wants to play a regularly repeated sequence of shows. And we're taking nominations. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday would be, this is an example, Ozzy and Harriet on Monday, um, Inner Sanctum on Tuesday, Gunsmoke on Wednesday, and we're taking nominations. The show will remain stable so that people can say, well, okay, every Monday night at 10 o'clock we're going to hear Jack Benny and we know that we can tune in at Monday at 10 o'clock and hear Jack Benny. And that will last for approximately three months. He will put that in the rotation and then he'll change the show. But he's going to have the same program with episodes each week and we want nominations about which shows would be good candidates to drop in those time slots. So what we have so far, and you can, yeah, we're not asking necessarily for new ones. You can say, okay, Red Skelton is great. Delana suggested Red Skelton. You can say, okay, I vote for Red Skelton as well. Or you can add a new one for consideration. And what we have so far is Suspense, Radio City Playhouse, Fibber McGee and Molly, Philip Marlowe, The Detective, Ozzy and Harriet, Inner Sanctum, Gunsmoke, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, Red Skelton, The Six Shooter, Vic and Sade, and Life with Luigi. That's a huge number, and it obviously has to be pared down to five, which um, Bill will do based on the votes, but if there's anything in there that really tickles you, we can put in another vote, or if you would like to add to the list, we can do that as well. And we're also having the continuing episode of the great Saturday night showdown, chocolate or caramel on the Tootsie Rolls, and this started with Walden. Tootsie Rolls are chocolate. Walden says Tootsie Rolls are caramel. The Tootsie Roll people say Tootsie Roll is chocolate. Walden says the Tootsie Roll people don't know what they're saying or doing. It's caramel. So we need to have a vote for Walden. He has all of two votes now. Kurt? I'm ahead. I'm doing good tonight. I'm really (laughs) doing good. Kurt in California and Bob up in Wisconsin have said, okay. Well, Larry's vote doesn't count. I beg your pardon? Larry Gasman vote doesn't count? No, because he rescinded it, and you have to be truthful. Did he not rescind it? Well, he was just doing it to pull your leg. So I consider that an admission of guilt, and he has disqualified himself. <laughs> He's got his problem. The problem with his vote is that it's got a hanging chad. <laughs> So we've taken Larry's vote off the table. However, he did change his mind. He did say chocolate. He came back and he said, well, it really is chocolate. Some, 714-545-20701. The phone is free. You can give us a call. 
Okay. And you can vote for the right side. You just let us know. 714-545-2071. Hello there. You're on the air. There's another crazy person. Yes. Yes. You are up, Charles. Right. Are you okay? Yes. That must be crazy. I know. What's wrong? Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. Are you? Okay. I must be crazy still being up at 25 to 3. Well, you know, you're getting into producer time. You know, he... Oh, my goodness. She, she, I hadn't realized it was that late. What are you doing up at this hour? Hi. Well, blame the people that keep talking and talking. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have to move a little bit faster. You're no, right. I'm not complaining, believe it. No. no. Well, you know, I mean, we have... We have a big family now, and it's getting bigger, bigger, bigger. Patricia counted over 100 family members in the family. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, but they all, well, in a way, I'm glad they don't call. Nobody will never get in. Now, <laughs> <laughs> well, now. could be we're on 24 have, hours. We're going to have to extend the hours, yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to have to tell right. Bill. Well, Bob wants us to take over the weekday shows. That'll be good, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> I heard your Christmas schedule on that. That sounds good. Oh, good. That's Can good. you hear me now? <laughs> You're taking over then. So. Yeah. We are. We are. We're so, taking over the world. Can I, so should I notify Bill and Mike that they'll be taking over for next year? Oh, just give them, that'll be a Christmas gift. Merry Christmas, Bill and Mike. You're gone. <laughs> <laughs> we will be the one world government for yesterday, USA. <laughs> So when Walden the, can be president. So when does Patricia Wong get a day off? Yeah, Walden is our benevolent dictator. I guess so. When does she get a day off? When do we get a day off? I don't know. When do we get a paycheck? Uh, uh, it might be happening someday. I think that's probably when we get a day off. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. We, we have the sillies tonight. So how are you doing? You'll get the paycheck when the world ends. There you go. Uh, when, when's that supposed to happen? When's the mining calendar supposed to end? Um, December 21st. 21st or tw- yeah. is it the 21st or the 1st? 21st. Let's no, see, the so, 21st or the 22nd. I thought it was the 22nd. So that, not, doesn't... so that means that's a Friday. So, Patricia, you, I guess you, you and I have the next day off. No, actually, actually, I think the world ended when Patricia went for the World Series yeah. show. I know. Oh, did you, did you look under W? W. That's a good point. I to don't know. have them filed alphabetically. I have them by category. Oh. And because I, I mean, they should be on the computer, and they're not. I don't know maybe, where maybe they look went. Under wait, S for wait, shock. wait a minute. Did you have a sports category, Patricia? I've got a folder that says baseball, oh. where I put them, and it is empty. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hold on. She has to mail him back. <laughs> oh, Fred. God. Yeah, Fred. Poor Fred. Fred. I do vote for Fred for mailing back. Yep, yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh, well. That might be more popular than Carmel for the taste. They'd be having Fred mail it back. That could be oh. a... Yeah, and, and he he could hold me hostage. I know. Family oh, could, dear. Family could have to negotiate with Fred. Maybe he can include a chick monkey part of the deal or, so, or a squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel, not a chipmunk. <laughs> Squirrel or a unicorn. Yeah, that's a male one of those back to Patricia. Yeah. yeah. For for our family members who were not listening last week, or was it the week before? Fred told a story about how um, his grandmother had a really treasured statue of a unicorn, and when she moved, she brought it with her, and when she went to the nursing home, she brought it with her, and it was a gift that Fred had given to her. 
And when she died, when she passed, the unicorn came back to Fred. And I have stopped getting emotional about his stories because, gosh darn it, he did it again. I said, where is the, where is the unicorn? And he said he sold it on eBay. Um, Fred, you're just not going to get any more emotional things out of me. You're going to have to work a little bit harder on this. But, you know, I mean, to have a gift like that go from place to place that she treasured it so much, and it came back and came full circle and... Uh, he sold it on eBay. I will never forget the night, the squirrel thing. I mean, that With caught us so oh, surprised. Oh, my gosh. You know, and it was, it was Christmas. It was a Christmas story. Oh, it was the first nice Christmas warm gift he ever tuggy. bought with his own money. And yeah. Oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm just getting almost weepy here. And I said, what happened to the squirrel? God sold it on eBay. <laughs> well, so much for the emotional value of an, of an item. <laughs> we just crossed that one off the list. So, Charles, what have you been up to this week? No good. No good. Uh oh. Are you serious? No, I've been all right. It's the weather. The weather here has been crazy. Like we're having a heat. Well, we're gonna have a heat wave. And well, not. Well, it's gonna be in the 60s Monday, Tuesday, then it gets back down to colder. So it's up. But I think they they're saying next week it's gonna get colder. It probably will stay colder. But what can you do? Ick. Yeah. Ick. Also, also, with the Sanford and Son you were talking about, there was mm-hmm. another old-time radio star that appeared on there, a couple shows, not many, but mm-hmm. I thought Walden was going to say, I don't remember Jim Jordan on there. So who's the one you're thinking of? Frank Nelson. Oh. oh but yeah. she was much older, of course. Yeah. But you you remember know. the famous commercial he did just before he died? No. Jim, uh, Frank Nelson did? Yeah, yeah. With national coast and with the rage all over the country in the 80s. Like a year or so. He died in 86, and this was really popular around 84 or so. No, I don't did, know. He, did he do his yes. voice in it? Yes, he did. Um, hmm. uh, and what it, the story, it's a fun story. He, you know, he would go in with a commercial, and the executive of the advertising agency was a gigantic fan of Jack Benny. And he went down, He when he heard Frank Nelson was in the building, he said, he went down there and met him and said, I'm going to put you in the commercial. And it became the hottest thing for a while. Well, Frank Nelson was the person on the Jack Benny show. He was all over the place, but yeah. people will remember him best for the floor walker. And I, and I guess in a couple of other places, he oh, would yeah. use the, the same line. Uh, Jack Benny would say, hello, are you the floor walker? And he would say, yes. That's or you have a smart aleck, no, I'm something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I bet, I bet no, we, I bet I'm we, the perfume director. Yeah. yeah. I bet we, if we put the commercial in there, you'll probably see it. But it's McDonald's. Huh. McDonald's. McDonald's. Yes, that became a rage when he would what do was, what well, was pe- the commercial? People went in and ordered food, and he was at the counter, I guess, and he said, yeah. I and, don't remember that one. Yeah, well, I guess you may, maybe search YouTube. McDonald, Frank Nelson. Probably on there, yeah. It's telling me to do homework again. Hi. It's oh, Christmas. okay. It's Christmas. Okay, talk to Charles it's for a Christmas. minute. I'll be right back. More homework you get. I know it. Yeah. Happy Jeez. birthday, Kim Bragg, and... Uh, Bill. It's almost Sunday, so it'll be Bill's birthday. So a double scoop for the bags. 
I covered it on Facebook. Oh, you took care of him, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Kim covered mine, so. Oh, well, good. Good. No, Bill probably did. You too, Frank Nelson McDonald. Yeah. Well, I think the Sanford and Son, I always watch it. I could watch that over and over like the Honeymooners and that. But I thought it said on there was based on the, I know, I know Stefan and Son. I heard that before. Mm -hmm. I think it was based on British television show, not radio, though. Hmm. It says um, British radio on oh, the okay, information list that, mm -hmm. that came up, but they did make it into a television show. I never seen um, a British version, but they always say on the bottom there, say based on a uh, British show. Well, not saying. Maybe they don't even have it up on YouTube. Who knows? Uh oh. Well, they should have it. Everything's on there. See, it doesn't seem like it. No, well, I let's see. Passport to Riches <laughs> commercial. Riches picture ain't on mm -hmm. YouTube. All right, here we say what. <laughs> see what? Let's see what what goes down here. I need some sound on this. McDonald's Passport to Riches commercial okay. with Frank Nelson. Okay. It's got a. It's got a. Everything is so slow tonight, but I don't know why. Yep, about 1984 or so. 1981, according to yeah, YouTube. Probably about that, yeah. Everything on the internet is true, true. you know. I know. Yes. Well, what do you know? Okay, so how did we get there? We were talking about Frank Nelson Frank was on Nelson. Sanford and Son. Yep. Oh, all right. We always manage to take some right turns here. This is good. Were you with us when Toys when were you with us when Major Grime from Toys for Tots was with us tonight? Yes, I tuned in about twenty five after ten and you were on already. So I'm saying, Well, they're on early tonight. We're, What's going we're trying, on? We're trying to make up for last week. Yeah, I caught the interview, yes. Yeah. Well uh he and his gang are going to be up in New Jersey and New York. They're landing at McGuire. Air Force Base up there. Yes, I did hear that, yes. Yeah, yeah. There's what a, a remarkable group. A lot of people suffering up here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Has there been has, has there been a happy story that has come out recently? Well, I heard. And I, I don't mean, you know, gosh, look at yeah. that. My house is finished. There was one story about a, a man who went back, and he and his family, they, they, I mean, the house is just absolutely destroyed, and the one thing that survived was an artificial Christmas tree. And they put it up in his neighborhood, and it has become uh, uh, just the one place where people can feel warm and fuzzy and good and um, happy that they have friends and neighbors in their neighborhood. So something like that. Has anything else like that come out? I heard, I think it was in the summer, I think it was in New York. There was a guy that lived out of state, not even around here. He came up here and... He was a secret Santa. He was well, not secret. He was there, but he was given given almost everybody a hundred dollars. 
A hundred dollars. I yeah. heard that. He showed up with a hundred dollar bills and was walking through and passing out hundred dollar bills. And he had, um, I don't know how he did it, but the media and especially the cameras, he said, please don't identify me. And they didn't. I don't know if there's anything different today. I haven't seen the news today. I was tied up doing some uh, some assignments. Yeah, but the main story, that they, and I'm surprised many of the heck with, the, uh, I guess, the Statue of Liberty, the island, is still like 70% underwater or something like that. I heard that today. The statue is, is all right, but underneath it, you know, where the sub pumps are, it got flooded out, yeah. It's uh... a lot of water. <laughs> wow. Oh, Ken Goff just sent me an email, and I haven't read it yet, but it says, who kidnapped the baseball? Ken, you might have it. You might have my <laughs> I sent them to you, too. <laughs> Somebody has my master file. Oh, oh dear. The case, of, the case of the missing CDs or the DVDs. Well, there's the DVDs, yes. I'm spreading an awful lot of joy, and it's not here. Well, Philip Marlowe. Philip Marlowe, yeah. Philip Marlowe. You want Philip Marlowe? No, I should call him. For call Philip Marlowe. I'll call Philip Marlowe. Call him. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, wait. In, in the Christmas tree department, would you choose a live tree, an artificial tree, or not a tree at all? Artificial. You would choose a not. Why would you pick an artificial? Less mess. Yeah, I agree with you. You don't have well, to clean sure, up. Yeah, I, it smells nice, yeah, but then you got to water. If, knowing me, I forget to water it. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of people do. Stuff on the ground. and These pe people around here, they're, they're getting trees already. I said, what are they getting trees for? It's only the first. <laughs> but they do. They're oh, yeah. out there getting them. I see, I see trees on tops of cars around here. I went into Walgreens the other day, and there was a tree out in the parking lot with a, a, a tree. There was a car in the park. Well, the tree was there, too. car in the parking lot with a tree on top, and it was a big car. I mean, a really nice car. This was not something you picked up on a used car lot down in the ghetto. <laughs> they plopped a tree on top of the car. Back all over it, the pine needles and... Yeah, yeah, and boy, when you step on those puppies, ooh, ow, ooh, ow. And your whole house uh, smells you. On my luck, I'll probably be sneezing if I had it. Are you, do you have an allergy to trees? I probably do. I'm allergic to other stuff, flowers and the, you know, grass, the lawn and all that. And oh, my goodness. I'm not allergic to food, though. <laughs> and if we were, we'll just take a little Benadryl and sit down and eat anyway. I could suffer for that, though. <laughs> Little antihistamine <laughs> fixes a whole lot of stuff. Well, are you in the market for a question now that we're building a whole new list of CDs here? Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, you always sound so enthusiastic. So enthusiastic. Let me see. You want a Christmas one or a radio one? Let's see. Sounds like the radio ones are easy tonight, so, of course, they're easy if you know them, but. That's right. So you want a radio one? Is that yes. was that your that was okay. Edwin got that one. Let me see. Okay, yeah. John John Daner was the star of Has Gun Will Travel, uh -huh. and he starred in Frontier Gentlemen. Uh -huh. Name one of the roles he played. 
was the lead character. John Dana was in Have Gun Will Travel. Yeah. Who was the lead character in Have Gun Will Travel, and who was the lead character in Frontier Gentlemen? You said name one? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Paladin. Very good. You did it. See? Now, was that an easy question? The other gentleman, I think, was Edwin from Chicago. Right. Yeah. He He answered a trivia question before he asked him. I know. I know. Well, it was a question I had asked of one of the, was it Bob in Wisconsin? I asked yes. one of Don't the other sleep, people yeah. who didn't know. And, he, and as soon as he called, he said, oh, I know the answer to that one. But this that's is good. That's the first call, has it? Isn't it? Say that one again, please. That's the first time Edwin has called. No, he's called several times. Two times we called several times. But I misunderstood. I'm, I'm so messed up. I heard him. I thought, two questions. I thought I'd give him another show. Oh, oh, I, I'm so messed up with my phone here. I'm, I've been switching phones, and the other one uh, needs a battery already. And I thought, I didn't even recognize, I'm, I'm not going to tell you. I misheard his name, and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, another new caller. And it was Edwin, our friend Edwin. So, okay, Charles, was that an easy question? Yes, I knew it. You knew it, so it was easy? I, I, know the, I know this too, Patricia, sometimes, sometimes, that's not all the time tonight, but there's like an echo when you're talking. I know, and I can hear an echo there, too. Walden, is that that on our phones, or is it a function of Skype sometimes? Uh, It could be the internet, because I don't hear an echo. I don't hear one right now. It's every now and then, you know, she'll go up and... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and you're fine now, too, but occasionally I'll hear myself echoing. Technology. No, I don't hear hear Patricia once. No, it's it's just kind of like a like an effy clinker in the background. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of effy. Um, Charles, this was an easy question you said. Yes. So, uh, well, let's finish it then and make it a little bit more difficult. Who was the lead character in Frontier Gentlemen? Aha! Aha! I took the easy answer. <laughs> Frontier Gentlemen. You got Paladin. I'll come under. I know it when I'll hear it. Ah. Uh, and I'll throw, see, Walden, th- I'll, see, throw, Walden? I'll throw a third one in. What show did he play the organ in? He did two things on that show, did That's he not? That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. It was an old-time radio show? Yes. Uh-huh. Our, our show or? Half-hour show. Or was it a scary show? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, it was supposed to be, yeah. I'll wind it down here, see. What show had an organ in it? <laughs> Every show had an <laughs> organ in it. <laughs> Not much of a help there. Now, before we before we get to that one, and we're pulling a Walden here, we're just kind of talking around and taking a detour. Well, I know what we I have, want. You're just asking questions. Well, we just, we haven't, you know, well, you told me the question was too easy, so I'm asking you the second half of it then. Who was the lead character in Frontier Gentlemen. Oh, man, my big mouth. Aha. <laughs> Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I didn't even say anything about that other thing either. Nope. <laughs> no, that's right, you didn't. <laughs> no S words from Charles tonight. Yet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. All right, well, we're g- I'm going to leave that one. Yeah. For for one of the other. When I hear it, I'll know it. 
Of course. Of course you will. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tell him, Walden, tell him who, um, the tell him which show. Was, the one that he played the organ in? The Hermit uh, Cave. And he was also? The Hermit. The Hermit. Yeah. Very cool. The guy with the weird voice? That was him. Uh-huh. Holy shit, that's another one I didn't know. Jesus. Yeah, he did an awful lot of stuff. He did an awful <laughs> stuff. Yes, right, right. Not my favorite show. One that, that I, is, I, like I think, on the edge. I and scare the neighbors. Yeah, I, I think it may have even qualified for my awful show file. I don't know. Well, it, I like it's that pretty show. bad. It's not all of them, but, you know. Yeah, and, well, it wasn't terrible, but it certainly was not a sterling one. It's like the whisper. The whisper. Yes, yes, that one. No, that one didn't make my awful file. It just doesn't sit in my head very well. Okay, so what do you want in your envelope? We're starting a whole new envelope here. Yeah, I asked for a hit parade last week, and you said yep. this. I think you said GI Journal you have? I have GI Journal. Okay. You is that what you'd like? I know I brought it up last week. GI Jive, is that available or no? I do not know. I haven't looked for it, but okay. which one would you like? And um, if it's GI Journal, then I'll spend the week looking for GI Jive. Yeah, GI Journal this week, and if you find GI Jive, GI Jive, I'll get that next week. Uh, okay. And well, I, I know I have GI Journal. And that's also known as GI Jill, by the way, Patricia. You can look at, you can look at it that way. A GI Jive is also known as GI Jill. GI Jill, Jill. Jill, J I L L. Uh huh. Really? Yes. <laughs> you guys messing around here? Jeez. I know, messing around. Okay, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can deal with that. Okay. Well, Charles, you go forth and have a wonderful week, and uh, I'm glad you had a breather from the cold weather because I think it's coming. Oh, it's coming. They're saying, well, they predict, well, the same people that predict the uh, Sandy, that they predict, I get the same on the Facebook with the weather. They predict 10 days ahead. Yeah. The ones that predicted Sandy was right, now they're predicting possibly a snowstorm, not this oh, coming dear. week, the following week. Oh, dear. Colder, but who knows? And now oh, dear. Foggy, foggy as heck outside. Yeah. Well, hopefully Santa will be able to find you. Oh, he'll find me. Yeah, there you yep. go. And, and if not, he'll be up on the roof saying, Santa, over here, over here. Pick me. Here, get down Pick here. Pick me. Uh, it's Paladin. It's Paladin. Pick me. <laughs> you are too much fun. Okay, Charles, thank you bunches for calling. You have a great week. All right, you too. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 714-545-2071. The family is active tonight on the phone. That is good stuff. Seven And we do have a winner for the events in November. I don't know if Patricia will announce it tonight. Or well, I will, but we've had callers and callers, and I was hoping our winner would call. It's Kurt in California. Oh, well, we won't say it's Kurt. We'll wait till he calls, then we'll announce the winner. And then we won't tell him. No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We won't, we won't say anything until Kurt calls. And then um, I have to mention, you were talking about the Snoopy house in Costa Mesa. Yes, yes. Uh, they get they started to put Snoopy up on Friday, and it's a four-day job. Oh, my goodness. Would you tell a little bit about the Snoopy house, Snoopy please? house in Costa yeah. Mesa. A gentleman in, I think his dad, in the 1960s, started to build 
uh, peanuts stuff. You know, they spend a year in a workshop and carve and put together a, a Snoopy house or, or different stuff and then put it out in the front yard and then have lights go on. For a Christmas display. For a Christmas display. It was always Christmas. Okay. And I think, I think, I, I think the utility bill one year was $30,000 or something. Can you imagine spending that kind of money on lights? Anyway, uh, so it wound up being a major thing in Costa Mesa, I think close to 40 years. And the house that the Snoopy's made home went into foreclosure. Well, uh, the citizens didn't want to see Snoopy and all these different displays go disappear. And the city made an offer that they would be happy that if the whole Snoopy display is put on in front of City Hall. And they offered also to store it throughout the winter. So it's put together by volunteers. So last year they put it up last year. And had a lot of people came by the Snoopy. And it's on YouTube by the way. There was news reports and things that you can see, see it. And it's now put, been put up for this holiday season. And uh, one of my line club members helps put to get together. And each day it's probably going to be a four day job. Putting up all the Snoopy house. Do you remember the man's name? Jim Jordan. Yes, yeah. I thought that was great yeah. fun. Yeah. So I yeah. will contact him and see if uh, now last year, uh, despite we we really started weeks in advance, but they were just so overwhelmed because this was the first year that they were going to have it supported by the city and they were overseeing what was going up in the display. Mm -hmm. And he was there every night with his wife, so we weren't able to talk with them last year. And so I will try again and see if we can set aside some time just to record, not even you know have have them live. It would be wonderful if we could have them live, but sure. if we could pre-record something. And uh, he said his wife was a little shy, so <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if we're able to talk with them, it will probably be with just Jim. But we're so much fun to talk to. You maybe bet. We could have both of we're them nice, on there. We're nice so. people. Nice so I thought I thought it was a real smile for me when yeah. I realized his name was Jim Jordan. Uh, only a, a true old-time radio fan. Like a pictures. true old-time radio person, Jim yeah. Jordan. Bibber McGee. So. 714-545-2071 our number. Nobody calls. I'll put on a Christmas song and go grab a piece of apple pie. <gasps> 714-545-2071. But we're here. So you're welcome to call. If not, Patricia and I will hold down the fort. We will hold down the fort. You, do you still have my Omar, the, whatchamacallit, the wizard, Omar the wizard show that I sent a couple of weeks ago? I think I do. Let me uh, go over look at that case. I sent you the only one that is even marginally except not even acceptable. You can understand it in terms of the audio. The audio is just dreadful on this show. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see if this might be it. We'll take a peek at it. Both to be queued up. One, two. I'll tell you a little bit about Omar while you're. Digging around. I'm, yeah, I'm, I got it. I'm just having the tape roll it. If not, maybe I have to rewind it. Let's see here. Omar. 
Did that, could oh, that that's be? it. Okay. That's it. That That is the awful beginning. Okay. You got it. All right. Okay. Omar, Wizard of Persia. It was a 15-minute show, mm-hmm. and um, I think it is perfectly dreadful, but the writing, the write-up that, that I got and and found up there was that there is, this is a quote now, there is very little information on this terrific serial, and the program that ran for two hundred installments on the Mutual Network where it was sponsored by Tasty Bread. 200 installments, 200 episodes. Mm. There are 13 floating around. I may have found 12. It could be the, the entire 13. But I listened to the one where you can at least understand what they're talking about, which is the one Walden has, and I thought, heaven help me, this was around for 200 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it was really Awful, but awful and wonderful are quite personal judgments. I mean, it's like music. I have problems when I hear uh, uh, an improv jazz uh, um, doodad with a whole bunch of different instruments, and other people think it's just fabulous. So everything is personal. But anyway, Omar. This one is Omar. It's episode five of um, this terrific program, Omar. (laughs) The Wizard of Persia. <laughs> so, should we play oh, it? Dear me. Should we, Are we ready? Should we play it? Yeah. All righty. So, we're ready. We'll be back in 15 minutes. We'll be minutes. back in about 12, 14 minutes. Yep. And that way okay. I can get up and go have a piece of pie. Okay. And I will too, except it's not going to be pie. It's just going to be a snack. All hmm. right. We'll be back. Thank you. 
stones from the far east. His daughter, Cynthia, is in the living room. Facing her is Jerry Martin, her fiancé. Outside, a thunderstorm is raging. What, Cynthia? Did you hear it? What was it? What was what? I didn't hear anything. But I did. Oh, now, Cynthia, you're all unstrung. You're trembling like a leaf. Well, I can't help it, Jerry. I, I heard... Oh, there was nothing, I tell you. Nothing but the wind and the rain. Oh, there was something else. Like, like a wild cry for help. Ridiculous. It's just your imagination. Or well, even if there were something out there, you'd never hear it above the storm. But it wasn't out there, Jerry. It was in this room. In this room? How foolish. Why, there's no one here but you and me. It wasn't one of us, Jerry. It, it wasn't human. Not human? Why, Cynthia, what on earth are you talking about? Jerry, oh, I'm scared stiff. It sounded as though the whole house was crying out with fear. Oh, this place is getting on your nerves, that's all. It's getting on mine, too. Really? You're at liberty to go any time you wish. Now, Cynthia, for heaven's sake, stop. There you go. Look here now, please. But... Don't interrupt me. Ever since your father left on his last trip, something's happened around here that I can't quite figure out. If you're looking for an excuse, Gerald Martin... Let me have my say, Cynthia, please. We never used to quarrel the way we do now. We get together for five minutes and start bickering about the silliest things. I suppose it's my fault. I'm not blaming anybody. There's something queer around here, and I'm not going to let it ruin our lives. The thing that matters, dear, is that we love each other, don't we? Why, why, of course. Then let's figure it out, dear. Here's your mother. She used to be so sweet and gentle, and now she complains about everything. And she isn't really sick. You know she's not. It's not entirely her fault, Jerry. Funny letters he's been getting from Daddy. Mother's worried about him, that's all. Something mighty queer has happened to your dad, too, Cynthia. Why did he insist that we were not to meet him at the boat? Not even at the station when he arrives in Chicago. We've just got to sit here and wait. No wonder we're all upset. Oh, I'm worried about it, too, Jerry. Something strange has happened to Daddy. He said so himself. In his letters. Oh, Jerry, you don't think that... that what, Cynthia? That there's something wrong with Daddy. His, his mind, or... Oh, how that startled me. Four o'clock. He ought to be here any moment. Ah! Good Lord. Oh, that's Mother. Mother. What is it? What's happened? Cynthia, Mother dear, what's wrong? Here, Mrs. Mason, sit down, please. Yes, do, Mother. Jerry, bring that footstool. There, now, there. <laughs> You'll be all right now. You aren't hurt, are you, Mother? Oh, it is horrible. Horrible. The most awful dream. Dream? Yes. I must have dozed off for a moment. I was passing through such weird places. The people were so distant. They were crowding around me, staring at me, reaching at me with long, bony fingers. Now, Mother, who certainly one of them grabbed me by the throat. A long, shiny blade swung over my head. And there was a terrific crash. Oh, please, and I Mother. Woke up. Oh, Cynthia, there's something terrible going to happen. I know it. I hope... Now, Mother, don't worry. If only your father were here. Why doesn't he come? Why, oh, why, it's nothing, Mother. Just the telephone. 
Wait, Jerry, I'll answer it. Oh, hurry, Cynthia. Hurry. Don't be long. Hello? Hello? Why? Oh, Daddy! Your father! Let me talk to you. Oh, wait, Mother, please. Hello? Daddy? Hello? Hello? Hello, operator. Oh, you've disconnected me, operator. What? But I tell you, someone was calling me. What? Oh, oh all right. What's the matter, Cynthia? Oh, it was Father. I'm sure of it. I heard his voice, and then the wire went dead. Well, don't worry about it, Cynthia. He'll call again. Must have been at the station. Mm -hmm. He phoned to say he was on his way. Oh, I hope so, Jerry. Daddy seemed so close to me then. Just for that instant, don't talk that way, Cynthia. You frighten me. It's someone at the door. I'll go. Who could see Why, Mr. Mason. Daddy. Henry. Martha, it's good to see all of you. Hello, Jerry. Why, Cynthia, what's the matter? What are you staring like that for? Oh, why, Daddy, I, I don't understand. So where did you fall? Henry, how did you get here so quickly? Oh, what do you mean? I didn't phone. But, Daddy, I, I spoke to you on the phone just a minute ago. It was your voice. I'm positive. Why, you, you just imagined it, my child. Why, I just got in. I drove all the way from the station. Oh, Henry, I'm so glad you're back. Yes, I'm happy to.